0: charge
1: i was gonna do a sound and then i listened to the show the other day and i was like what am i doing with that so i've decided to make an adjustment so thank you for some flexibility it'll be back the next show i'm sure
0: but oh, i'm sure you'll you'll be more on point next week
1: wow i'm certainly on point right now <laughs> thank you so how you boss because i've flipped the script and get you first oh okay well okay <laughs> um. <laughs> like, wait a minute i'm supposed to but no um, okay.
0: So, I'm not bossing as well as I, you know, had hoped for the past couple of weeks. Um, you know, I'm going through a lot of personal stuff that I'm not going to go too deep about. But, um, you know, work is getting a little crazy. We're, you know, mid-semester. Um, but outside of work, I'm actually excited about a couple projects that I'm working on. So I just got casted into another uh, stage production for this summer.
1: Congratulations!
0: Um, thank you. It's a the script is still in development, but it, but it's an original work um, by this company that I've worked with before. Um, but I can't really disclose what the plot is just yet. Uh, so yeah, I have another stage production. I have another drag performance coming up for um, Beyonce tribute night.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: So that's at the end of March. So I'm really excited about that. And yeah, some other things are kind of in the mix um, and, you know, coming up to the surface. So yeah, I just have to keep myself busy. That's how I keep myself sane, which sounds ironic. But yeah, so I'm just okay.
1: All right. I can appreciate that. The, you know, because so, sometimes okay is enough. So, and that's all that there's going to be to that.
0: I said what I
1: said. You did. I don't know why this got all urban very quickly, but okay. So, how you, Boston? Um, let's see. I am actually doing pretty well. Um, let's see what's been going on. It has been a good few weeks. Um, let's see. Work stuff has kind of has taken a very much of an uptick. Um, I I'm not going to share any details because it's not that serious. Um, I have um, I earned to be real specific a new opportunity because it was not just handed to me. Um, so I'm trying to work on my words with that, like somebody just gave me something, and I'm like, vomit what, what I that do feels like right. <laughs> Hello, I don't. <laughs> Anywho, um, so that's been challenging me in a good way, and I'm going to talk about it a little bit in our conversation a little later. But I um, actually recently shared with my boss. I said. I was a little apprehensive to share, good better and different, but I was like, You know what? I feel like every single day that i'm going I'm going in now that I have these you know responsibilities, like I am working every single day, which sounds weird to say to a boss who's already signing off on your payroll, but like I am working, I am putting in work by the end of the day. I am tired, I have used my mind and really um been again, uh, forced, good, better, and different to really talk to a lot of people and do a lot of consulting and collaboration. So that has been good for my um, for my mental, really, because I feel like I'm getting fulfilled and like my cup is filling up work-wise. Hmm. Um, let's see, the working out has been good. Uh, onto a new program of strengths. So it's a lot of heavy, like Olympic weightlifting stuff. So I, mean,
0: I saw your pictures. I was like, okay, step okay. up.
1: Okay, I'll be trying to show a little bit of muscle.
0: you following that crystal uh, workout plan. <laughs> okay,
1: really? Basically. Um, I won't be doing CrossFit anytime soon, because that seems hard. But I can do the heavy lifting stuff, and I'm actually pretty good at it. Um, and I have more muscle than I realized. After I took, saw the pictures, I was like, oh, oh, so you've just been hiding this. Let me start wearing tank tops. Thank you. Um, so that's been going really well. Um, my coach is like, we should get you in a competition at some point. And I was like, pump your brakes like let's just lift the weights and you know slim down some so that's been good um personally things have been good just been uh focusing on like spending time with fam like my tiny family at home uh they and dog and seeing friends and like I make an active choice to like stop stressing so much about stuff that doesn't that isn't serving me which has been a ridiculous lifesaver like I don't even know how it's happening, but I am grateful and prayerful that it continues to happen. Um, And then the last thing I, um, so I run, I talk about running probably every episode. This isn't gonna be any different. Do
0: you?
1: No. (laughs) I was like, this ain't gonna be no different. So I I have a friend uh, who, like a family friend who does this race, the hot chocolate race. They're all over the country. um, And basically it's either a 5K or 15K. And most of the locations are really pretty. Um, and you get chocolate throughout the race, a so literal chocolate. And then the race ends with like, you get a cup of hot chocolate, mm. chocolate fondue, bananas, wafers, marshmallows, etc., Um, and some candy. Um, and so she is a run ambassador for them. So basically she volunteers at different expos and then she has like a coupon code for discounts and whatnot. So she's like, you should totally apply. You run more than I do. This would be good. And they have like free, good free stuff. Like, if you get so many people in and everybody uses your code, gets a free additional, like, thing with their packet pickup. So, she's like, apply. I'll put in a good name. So, I applied. So, now I'm a hot chocolate run ambassador. Okay. um, Which means I get, I think I get an automatic, like, free uh, registration to that race. But then I'll have a coupon code and I'll push it out on the social media, like, my social media um, for people to use. And it's an X amount of dollars off. Plus the people who use that code get like a free beanie or something or a hat. Um, and so I, it was just, it's just something kind of new that I'm like, am I going to do this? Why wouldn't I? I'm at all, I'm at a lot of expos anyway for races and I'm signing up for anything. So might as well get something for free and then like help other people with the discount code. Cause I love a good deal and get my family, friends, people that I know or that know me, involved in some physical and you don't have to run it lots of people walk it um and yeah it's fun it's like it's a fun race as opposed to like a super competitive um but yeah that's something new and different and so i'm trying to shoot my shot at a bunch of different things um and so i was like why wouldn't i do this so long story short i'm excited to be doing something that's going to have a monetary benefit for me so
0: yeah, look at you. It's only February, and look at all the things you're doing. Right?
1: I'm just trying to. I'm trying to really uh, get some coin or save some coin. So really, this is money in my pocket. But it's something that I love, and it's given me a lot. We're going to talk a little bit about this book um, and really it's a concept. Um, the book is called um, The Four Agreements. It's by Don Miguel Ruiz. Um, it's a really short, easy read. It's like 115 pages or so um, and it's coined as um, a practice guide to personal freedom. Um, it's a Toltec wisdom book. Don't ask me details on that because I can't give it to you because we only have so much time um but today we're going to spend time with the first two agreements and kind of talk through what they mean to us and I have a few questions for us to kind of dialogue around and see where we go and then we'll take another episode and talk about the last two agreements cuz again there's four of them um i found this book probably like 8 or 9 years ago when i first moved up to the bay and i was trying to um I think latch on to something meaningful and how, like I felt like I was just going through the motions and I wasn't, um, there were times when I would have like this, an attitude or like, I didn't feel like I was moving in any specific direction. So I was feeling a little bit lost. Um, and then I was feeling frustrated with trying to find friends and kind of establishing myself in a new city where I didn't know anybody except the person who had interviewed me. So, and that's a loose interpretation of knowing somebody. Um, so this kind of helped me think about how I manage myself in relationships, be they romantic relationships um, or ship, because I'm in one right now, um, and then how I navigated friendships, either work or people that I would end up meeting in one capacity or another. Um, it's also, I've learned that as I've done this, it may, I have found Things and relationships, and the ways that I have communicated or learning to communicate continuously, to be easier and less dramatic when I kind of play these out. And they are, they're gonna sound so simple, and they are more difficult than one would imagine to kind of live out because we're human beings, like we have feelings, we're interacting with other human beings who have feelings um, and emotions and go through the range of things. So they're gonna sound super simple. and to live them out is kind of a different experience. So um, thanks in advance for going on this journey with us and thanks uh, to Paul, because he doesn't really know what my questions are. So thank you. Um, so we're gonna start with the first one. Um, the first agreement is being impeccable with your word. Um, and I'm gonna read like a little bit about that and then start with the question. Um, and there's tons of questions that can come of this, uh, any of these agreements. Um, So the author describes it as speaking with integrity, saying only what you mean, avoid using the word to speak against yourself or to gossip about others. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say that again for myself and for the people in the back (laughs) listening. Avoid using the word against yourself or to gossip about others, using the power of your word in the direction of truth and love. Um, And there's there's like 500,000 different interpretations of even that first agreement and how it's described. Um, but uh, the first question I have is, what are some of the ways you've experienced the power of words in your life? And I have some examples, probably because I got a chance to look at these before. Um, but you can go deep or you can go shallow about like, I know you and I listen both listen to The Read, shout out to The Read for having their five year anniversary at the Apollo.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, But Crystal on that show talks about words meaning things. Um, So I know you and I have talked about that offline. Mm -hmm. But yeah, are there some ways that you've experienced the power of your words in your life?
0: Yeah, well, the first example I can think of is with work. And being a manager, I have to be really careful with what I say. When I deliver the news and how I deliver the news mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's a lot of bureaucracy in my organization, despite it being small, and the timing of information is critical for just the well being of the staff and um, you know just to respect boundaries and whatnot and so I mean I feel that, that I've developed this skill, and I think um, it's one of the the strengths that I have uh, as a manager is just being really diplomatic. With how information is delivered. Um, most recently, we did a reorg in my uh, in my organization, and re- reorgs are very sensitive. You know, mm-hmm. it's yeah. they it can hurt a lot of feelings. Um, there may not be you know reasonable justification by the time you know the information gets boiled down to you know the entry level employees. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you take that big project, you really have to be careful how you say it um especially you know hr you know wants to read every single email that we you know send to staff about the reorg because um yeah it's sensitive and you know we legally have to be careful with how we communicate information about positions and compensation Mm
1: -hmm.
0: so yeah so that's one example and the second one is more about my personal life with my friends Uh uh-huh um I tend not well I try not to give advice when it's not asked. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when I am in a position to give advice, I I'm careful with words like should. I try to avoid you should do this or even just give exact statements. I try I try to give advice through questions. Um because if I leave that leave room for Um, leave room in the advice for questioning, then it will allow, you know, my friend to come up with their own solutions, right?
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, I think, especially with friends, you know, you don't want to be in that position where if you give the advice, then they come back to you and they say, well, (laughs) you're wrong, (laughs) you know? (laughs) But yeah, I think those words are really important. And sometimes um let's say you have this flaw. Um a lot of times your parents will tell you what that flaw is and maybe it will take a friend or maybe a third party to tell you what that flaw is for you mm-hmm. to believe it. Right? Yeah. So you need to hear that word multiple times to understand it. So those are a couple of examples that I can think of.
1: You know that work example really hit home. I haven't been a part of like a significant, excuse me, reorg. But I was thinking about um, you use the word that has been used to describe me, and I'm always like, eh, I think that's. It feels like good when someone says, "like you're really diplomatic in your approach, um, in how you deliver information or how you communicate, even if it's something like that's bad news or that you have to decline." People are like, "You're really diplomatic in how you said that and how you presented the information." Um, and then left space for people to comment back on or ask questions or even be upset or salty with it. Um, So long as they don't channel that directly at me, my person, like it's fine to be upset with a situation or an outcome um, and that the outcome still be what it is. Um, I think that um, one example I have of the power of words in my own life. Um, So this is like a personal professional, I guess. So last year I was feeling antsy, like work-wise, with like what I was doing, and I wasn't really feeling like I was making a difference, and I found myself more tired, working not not to my capacity, tired and frustrated. And then I'm like, I want to go, like I don't want to do this. Let me get out of here. Granted, I still have those feelings, so that's not like all of a sudden they went away. Um, But they they're just less in the forefront of my mind. But I remember, um, as a faith-based person myself, I. I like, had a conversation with the Lord, um, and I was like, God, if this is where I'm supposed to be right now, th- this, this is what I'm looking for to change. Like, This in terms of like, dollar amount, and this in terms of like work and meaning of what I'm doing. And when I tell you when this opportunity that I had earned, just to go ahead and speak it into existence when I spoke that to myself, because I also said it out loud, I wrote it on a piece of paper, I put it in my wallet to carry it around with me so that I, I did not forget, like, that's what I said that I wanted. And then when it wanted, like, when I tell you, I'm not a, I'm, I don't cry a ton, but when I, like, all this stuff kind of, it happened semi-fast, but not. Um, and I realized that I was being prepared for this. I went back and looked at the little thing after, like, the, the opportunity was in front of me and I could see it. I looked back at the paper and I realized, number one, I need to be uh, explicitly specific in what I wanted because there was a, there's a small little piece of that that I wasn't specific on and I didn't get that. Yeah. And I was like, mm, and it wasn't the money part, but I was yeah. like, oh, okay, when, <laughs> when God says be specific, my right. child, you roll that specificity down to exactly what you want. Um, But when I tell you like the three, three of the like five things, three and a half of the five things that I wanted specifically happened and they were a part of this. So I was thinking like I like speaking stuff into existence and the power of actual words and saying them rather than just thinking them, but saying them out loud and like affirming what they like, what you want, um, whether you do it to yourself or to other people is really powerful. And then when you start to say it and then you repeat that mantra, like you start to believe it. And then you expect it because that's what is like, you didn't come up with that, that idea out of nowhere. Um, so that's a, for me, that was a super specific example of the power of words and how like the dialogue in my head has to match my work ethic, what I'm putting out there. And then I have to believe it. And then, then I have to expect it because in my spiritual practice, when you put things out there, it's not by chance, you know, it's on purpose. So I didn't I don't mean to minister, but minister um, <laughs> away. <laughs> um but yeah, that was a really like wow, when you put things out there, that stuff, somebody's listening. And that's somebody for me, as you can call it God, you can call it universe, you can call it the clouds, the stars, whatever, that stuff means stuff. So like being really mindful of the words that you use to talk to yourself first and foremost. So if I'm saying I am like oh, I look like this today, I look fat, which I don't ever say, mm-hmm. um, low key, but like, I may like, oh, that's, that's a little thicker than I want right now, what am I gonna do to change that situation? Um, but really thinking about the dialogue that we have in our own minds, mm-hmm. it feels a little hokey sometimes when I'm thinking, like when I'm saying my affirmations, because I'm a person who says affirmations, I'm like, Trina, you, know, you sound ridiculous. If so somebody was in this room with you, and I usually do them in the shower in the morning to try to set an intention for my day, um, I'm like, if somebody was in here, this would probably sound ridiculous. And I was like, and I'm still going to say it because I believe it. Um, and I want it to happen. So if I keep saying it to myself, it's going to happen, you know? So I put it out there for then it, for me to work for it and not expect somebody to give it to me. But I'm going to earn it by starting to put it out there and then acting like it's mine. So,
0: You yeah. know, that's such a great example. And I feel like a lot of people at least surrounding me are talking more about this concept of speaking it into existence. Mm-hmm. Really quickly, uh, this concept, uh, you know, Hidden Brain, you introduced yes. it in that podcast. Love it. NPR. So they had an episode and I just looked it up on my phone. Um, it was called a whoop. There it is. And
1: <laughs> I like how you said it. Whoop.
0: There it is. It is. Um, and it's basically this social, uh, this social science concept of um, why people are successful, um, because they, they, they imagine themselves on the track. Let's say it's an interview. You imagine mm-hmm. yourself at the interview. Um, you, you come up with a couple options on, on how the interview can go, like maybe it's successful, maybe it's not. And then you come up with the last plan is, what will I do if it's not successful? And what will I do if it is successful? So people who imagine or think through the entire process and not avoid um, the shortcomings of, of potential decisions, mm-hmm. they tend to be more successful. So I highly recommend listening to that episode because um, it's all about that.
1: You said they do avoid or they don't avoid like, the, the, the barriers or the challenges that go through?
0: So, so they're saying that people, uh, people typically avoid um, the barriers and the challenges, or they typically only try to think of the positive in the situations. They never think about what could go wrong, and what are the repercussions, and how do I plan for after that? So basically, people who think about both options um, all the way to the end are typically successful. Okay. So yeah. That makes the, sense. Existence.
1: Yeah, that absolutely makes sense. Well, because then it, I think it doesn't, you're not thrown off completely. Like if something goes like sideways or you have to pivot slightly in a different direction, you're not like, oh my gosh, what do I do? Right. You thought through that already or some version of that and you're prepared to like, again, pivot one way or the other. All right. Any other thoughts on being impeccable with your word? There's so much like we could talk about. And yeah,
0: so- I also just love the word impeccable. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a wordsmith at whatsoever, but... I don't use that word a lot and, you know, words mean things. And just thinking about that word in the, fr- you know, uh, within that framework of that, um, um, that first statement. Yeah. It's just really asking you to, you know, reach a certain level of excellence, you know, not settling settling for anything less.
1: Yeah. Well, they define, the author defines the word impeccability, meaning without sin. Um, it's a Latin word that comes from, peccatus which means sin and the m and impeccable means without so thus without sin and that's kind of a a fairly biblical like response yeah. um but still that's kind of where it comes from so thinking of like your word is without sin so it's the the truth and like the 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 truth of what you bring to the table and how you use your words in your voice
0: hmm that makes so, sense
1: yes um, the second one is don't th- don't take anything personally, which is one that I struggle with. Um, yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, just go ahead and be impeccable Aww. with my word. Um, the one of the little blurbs says nothing others do is because of you. What others say and do is a projection of their own reality, their own dream. Mm-hmm. When you are immune to the opinions and actions of others, you won't be the victim of needless suffering. Which sounds easy, right? No, it doesn't. Um,
0: right. So, <laughs> the thing—the word that stood out for me the most was—well, you didn't even ask your question, but I'm going to jump
1: in. <laughs> Go for it.
0: <laughs> Was—is this aspect of projection that is the cause of so many conflicts? Um, mm-hmm. It's just whatever's going on in your head. You prescribe feelings and opinions on people, and then you make up these problems and then you get into fights with people and they have no idea why you're mad at them
1: (laughs) i tell you that makes so much sense um i have been thinking of this um so for listeners that may be new or whatever i'm black um black american sure i'm from california so one thing that i have been really like mindful love and it kind of sucks because it feels like it takes up a lot of energy I'm kind of on this sign of don't take things personally because i do take some things personally mm-hmm. um as do we all to some excuse me to some degree excuse me i'm having a cider oh. um i have been doing this thing in my mind where i'm doing like these mental gymnastics um <laughs> that's what i've called them <laughs> so like i have like a, a gold medal and i don't want one i want to be a loser in this category um around the things that I have to, that I I have to look at me, the language that I use, the things that I'm creating in my head around, um, like basically armoring up for conversations or to like be ready to be on the attack when somebody, when I expect somebody to come at me sideways and or personally. So I've spent more mental energy waiting for somebody to attack me Now has anybody ever attacked me? Yeah. On occasion, sometimes, you know, somebody will put my name in their mouth and they don't need to be, or they'll lie and then get, then they'll get caught in the lie. Um, And I won't even have to say anything, but I have been doing these mental gymnastics and really it's exhausting to think about like all of these things when I, I'm only going to make an assumption. um, Although the next one is don't make assumptions and we won't talk about that today. (laughs) But in my mind, I'm like, Oh, I'm gonna say this, and this person's gonna have these 17 things to say back. And so, what are the what are the 18 things? Because I'm gonna beat you in this that I have to say back, so that I I get my thing across without having to go through all that. So in my mind, I'm ready. I'm ready for battle. I'm ready for somebody to come at me sideways, call me everything but a child of God, <laughs> because I'm gonna tear you up. I'm gonna destroy you. This will be the end. But in the, and
0: in all I said was hello. <laughs> <laughs> ready. you're ready to fight and all these is hello
1: <laughs> i've got my armor on and i'm like what do you mean hello um <laughs> hi what, what does hi mean um yeah in terms of taking things personally like it's there's a real sensitivity to <laughs> to that and i'm like where does this even come from um right. and i'm thinking about like uh just general like generally the topic of white supremacy and how I have to be prepared um, because is it, is it all white men? Absolutely not, that would be untrue. Um, but in recent experiences, I, I feel like it has been a number of white men who have tried to, I don't even wanna say somebody tried to come for me. Somebody lied on me like in a real obvious lie. And then the person they were telling the lie to was like, that's not true mm. for these three reasons. And then it's like, then the, the, the liar, act like they didn't even say it and moved on next topic. And I'm like, well, I mean, first of all, thank goodness for somebody telling me that this person was trying to drag my name through the mud and they were lying. But then it makes me look at that person sideways. I'm like, are, is it just me that you lying on or is it other people? And then I spend this time thinking like, now I, yeah. It's just, there's a lot to go with that. There's
0: a lot. And I think there's a historical reason why, you know, as a black person as a person of color we have this natural guard up and even if nothing was done to you i think our parents teach us <laughs> to yeah. keep our guard up to be very critical of situations but yeah. sometimes we, we let that get the best of us and we may overjudge i've definitely you know done that before um you know making up stories in my head and yeah. then i look like the crazy person right mm-hmm. um I try to, to avoid this, I really just try to keep an objective lens because if I can keep an objective lens with my work, then why can't I apply that to the people that surrounds me? Yeah. You know? So I, I try to stick to facts. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I, I just try to slow down and ask questions, right, and not, you know, not project my uh, opinions on people.
1: Yeah, well, that's it's it. That sounds great to try. Right
0: to try <laughs> first step. I'm and, um, aware.
1: And then my humanness shows up, and I'm like, wh- and then I take it to like this like deep dive level. I was like, what does this really mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I didn't even get to the questions yet. So let me let me reframe some of these questions. Um, let's see. We kind of answered the answered the first one. My first one was, what are some of the ways you have taken things personally? I'm gonna jump over that because we both kind of shared some pieces with her. <laughs> Um, do you believe the opinions of others are more important than your own?
0: So which question do you want me to answer?
1: Uh, answer the second one. Do you believe oh. others, the opinions of others are more important than your own?
0: Ooh, that's a good one.
1: <laughs> True.
0: I still think I'm in that phase. I'm okay. very concerned, not concerned, but... I think, um, yeah, other people's opinions on me have a big impact on my psyche and my self-esteem and just my overall judgment of myself. And I think as I've gotten older, I've, you know, I take the the criticisms with a grain of salt. Um, and, you know, I I know what criticisms are one-offs. Maybe they're very personal to that person, but... Yeah, I think I'm still in that phase, and I don't want to be. I, I think I want to walk through this world not giving a damn, you know. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't? Uh, said them done,
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: but yeah, I'm still vulnerable, and you know, sticks and stones do hurt my bones and words. <laughs> so, <laughs>
1: make me cut you. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I, I. But you know what? I don't think I ever want to like as I get older. I don't think I want to completely ignore other people's opinions. I think I want to find a, a balance.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Cause right now it's really tilted on yeah. everyone's opinions dictate who I am.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: as I get older, I, I want those scales to, to be lateral.
1: Yeah. That makes sense. Thank you for sharing that. Cause I think that is, that's when people are like, I don't care what that person thinks. And deep down you're like, you're commenting on it usually because you care um it's, it's making you think um uh maybe about yourself in a different way than you hadn't um so let's see do you believe other other opinions are uh the opinion of others are more important than your own i think it depends on the situation i think um in a lot of instances no um and i can be okay with being wrong also in a situation so that might Not every situation, and I I probably won't own up to it in every single situation, especially if I feel like there is, like I'll pay the cost later for being wrong in a situation. Mm -hmm. Not that I won't say that, yeah, like it was my bad or whatever, but some people take that and then they they take that and it's everything you say after that for the rest of the time that you know them, and then they can't let that go. That you were wrong, you you know, you had a misstep and they can't let it go. (laughs) You feel me, apparently. Um... So then I have to be thought, I want to be thoughtful around that because people will take advantage of like, well, remember that time in 1997 where you had this false opinion or you were wrong on this. So it's 18, 20 years later, I have to put, okay, we're doing too much. Um, So I think depends on, really, sometimes it depends on how much respect I have for the person and if their opinion actually, if I really value what, who they are and how they show up in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and how, you know, everybody res- defines respect a little bit differently, um, but that's a little bit of how I, actually probably a lot of bit of how I think of other people's opinions, and I don't know if it's more important than mine, but it may be helpful in shaping or reshaping my own opinion about something. So I think, I try to think that every, most people's opinions are important, um, and then I have to remember that my opinion is what I have to live with Mm -hmm. if I'm here, like at work, if I am with my friends, if I am with my family, like, yeah, I'm taking in information. At the end of the day, I have to go to sleep with me. Yeah. Um, and so I guess maybe the more important or as important as my own, I don't know, but I think you and I had talked about this. I don't know if it was on the show or offline, like even still, uh, or maybe I was talking to a friend of mine who's a listener and he was like, there's still a piece of me that wants like my parents' approval and their opinion is more important than my own. And I like, he was like, I'm pissed off about that. And I was like, I don't like that either. Um, I wish I didn't do that. And I have like my mom, my dad passed away a number of years ago, but I remember when I first cut my hair off all the way and I was like bald and my, I sent my mom a picture and she was like, Oh, that was like the text response. And I was like, I can't get that hair back, mom, what do you mean? Like, I need you to like this um, because this is me and I'm gonna come home in a few weeks and you're gonna see a bald head. Um, And then I was mad that I was like, this is my head. What's? I like this, I love this look on me. This is like maybe amongst the first haircuts that I've ever gotten that make make me feel like myself. Um, And so I was in my feelings for like a good, like four or five hours. And then my mom called me a little bit later. And she's like, actually, this looks perfect on you. And then I could relax. But I was so mad of something so superficial, a haircut. Hair's going to grow back. Um, but I was really caught up in what she thought and what she thought was more important. Because then I started to think, like, maybe I shouldn't have cut my hair. Maybe I should have just trimmed it some. That was a really dramatic move. What did I do this for? I went through all these gymnastics. Um, and I really, I liked it. I walked out of that hair that haircut feeling like I was walking on water. Let me stop, I wasn't walking on water, oh my God. But I was like the business and I was gonna go somewhere, so.
0: and Right, and you were so confident about it and it only took that one comment from your mom to kind of swing mm-hmm. you to the other side, which is just really fascinating how that works with yeah. a, a certain person. Um, mm-hmm. I just want to acknowledge what you said about like parents' approval. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think, at least for myself, that was the basis of a lot of arguments growing up mm-hmm. with my parents. Because, you know, still to this day, don't, they don't approve or accept or even acknowledge my sexuality. Mm-hmm. And I, oh, that just was such a heavy weight on me for the longest time. And it strained our relationship. But I learned that sometimes you just have to let that go. And I can't, I can't move on in this world, especially since my sexuality is a big aspect of my life. I can't move on hoping that this approval will come down the way, because then I'm not really living my best life if I'm just always waiting for that. So I had to just let that go and just accept you know, my own approval for who I am.
1: Yeah. I, I hear you. I was like, I got nothing else to add to that one. Like, I hear you. Um, it's tough. And I find that, um, and tell me if this works for you, like, makes sense to you. Like, I find that, that it sometimes can change the relationship that I have with the person. Let me, well, first, let me ask the, the next question. This may answer it, um, or what I'm saying may fall into this. Do you take it personally if someone disagrees with you?
0: <laughs> it depends on how passionate I am about the subject. So okay. if anyone disagrees with me about Beyonce, you can best believe <laughs> my fists are coming up
1: yeah i don't that's not a
0: like we are not not friends if you say anything about blue ivy beyonce jay-z solange whoever in that family (laughs) 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 and i take
1: bianca kelly tina go
0: down the line (laughs) the husband like like i know i'm petty and I will take full ownership of that, but I take it personally when people you know, uh, disagree, not just with Beyonce, but it's typically about uh, things I'm very passionate about. And sometimes I'm so passionate about it that I will say things as if they're facts, not <laughs> and say that you all should know this and believe this. <laughs> it, it, I get so intense sometimes. Um, it happens a lot with pop culture stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. Tell me what you really mean.
0: <laughs> How about yourself?
1: Um, I, I don't know that I take it personally, but it's certainly, like, because I can, people disagree with me all day in work. So that's just the part of the nature of what I do. Like, I am in a position that I, I need, I must make decisions very regularly. Um, and sometimes those are impactful to other people. Um, and people don't agree. And I'm like, that's fine you can disagree and these are like work-wise you can certainly disagree we don't have to come to the same conclusion but we have to be able to move forward from whatever that disagreement is so if it's a compromise if it's one of us like if we put our heads together and kind of come up with the meat in the middle then that's fine um but chances of me rolling over on something it's hard for me to take ownership of something if i do if i disagree with it so Mm. i can disagree with you to a point Um, and then if it's going to be a barrier to our work, we got to figure out how to make it where both of us can, you know, either be able to contribute to an idea, a conversation. Um, but if it's like regular, schmegular stuff, um, uh, then that's fine. I'm like, we can disagree. Like, I don't need somebody to agree with me. I don't take it terribly personable. And I'm like, well, then that's just something we're not going to be able to talk about moving forward. We can still be cool. We can talk about X, Y, and Z. But if we get to this topic again, I already know that we're not gonna agree on something, but I'm like, okay, that's cool. Like, <laughs> have your opinion, I shall have mine, and we will move forward and be just fine, so. Agree
0: to disagree.
1: Yeah. So yeah, that was the, the. so that was, those are the first two. Um, uh, The first one, be impeccable with your word, and the second agreement is don't take anything personally um we've got two more to go and we'll do those maybe next episode maybe we'll skip over one um but we'll talk about those two and kind of go through some question scenarios with that so hopefully folks um get a chance to think about those for themselves um we'll put the link to the book or the title in the book in the show notes um so that you can check that out again it's a short very easy read um, not complex at all so yeah
0: all right uh we're gonna take a break
1: A few, like, two questions, one fun, one one semi-serious. It's not really serious. Um, And because I forgot to say it, happy continued Black History Month, um, because it is still February. Thank goodness. Um, So I've got two questions. First one, um, super silly, so just go with it. Um, If you could only have one condiment or sauce for the rest of your life, what would it be? (laughs) Why did you give the Oprah like exhale?
0: It would probably have to be condiment or sauce, barbecue sauce.
1: You know what? I was thinking the exact same. I was like, this one is an easy and one. You
0: can use it as ketchup. You you can use it for fries and burgers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could put on steak. You can put you can put it on everything.
1: You can marinate it.
0: You like can put it in a salad like
1: that sounds extra but hey barbecue I mean, sauce and a salad
0: some sort of like tex-mex type okay. salad or you know
1: fair i'm here for it um and that's i think that's probably my go-to when i'm like this needs something a certain a je ne sais quoi if you will where's right. the barbecue sauce um so that's what i'm going for um okay and then so think this through quickly um, what's something people regularly compliment you on that you often overlook in yourself?
0: Oh. I overlook in myself.
1: Mm-hmm. But people compliment you on.
0: Uh, well, I, I'm gonna have to answer that question halfway because I definitely acknowledge this about myself, um, but it took a while for me to appreciate it, um, okay. is the uh, ability to follow up with folks and actually make connections with people. So oftentimes I'll see people in passing, it's like, oh, we should totally have coffee or oh, we should <laughs> have lunch. And then it's silenced from the other person for months. And so I just take ownership of it. I'm like, well, I will get back to you. We'll here here, here's my availability choose a time so and people are i think you know now that i'm in this uh adult phase of fomo or whatnot um (laughs) i think people are really appreciating me making commitments and sticking with them instead of uh let me wait and see what happens i want all my options laid out on the table
1: i hate when people do that they're like i'm waiting for the next best thing basically right (laughs) well I don't want to be an option don't pencil me in pin me in so I will show up and if you don't want to do that then don't commit to it um yeah that's a good one I like that one um and it's funny because so many people don't do that like that's so annoying when you see somebody they're like we should totally like do this and then we should talk to da. da. I'll text you nothing I'm like you don't even have my number to text me we didn't even get that far (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) So that was a lie already. You're not impeccable with your word. Um, Let's see. Something people regularly compliment you on. You often overlook in yourself. Um, I think that... um, I'm trying to think. Look at me. I was paying so close attention to what you were saying. I didn't even stop to think. I think the consistency in which I... Um. Uh, but it's consistency in my workout and kind of paying attention to my body and what it needs. Um, people say that all the time. Like they're like, "You're such a." <laughs> this, this isn't even a humble brag. People say this. They're like, "You're an inspiration because I see you." Like, there's this lady at the gym. I think I mentioned this a few episodes ago. Like, whenever she sees me, she's like, "I'm just." It's so great to see you here. And I'm thinking, I don't. I have no idea what her name is. I should probably ask. Um, but I am consistent. And getting my workouts in, doing my routine, and being accountable to myself. Um, and I think people compliment me on that. They're like, "I don't know how you do it. Like, how you like do it all the time, and like it's it, it seems to come with ease." Um, so I get that a lot. Like with folks that I work with, cause I'm like, "I have to like I have a hard stop at this time because I have to go work out, or I'll be in. A, I can't be in earlier at this date because I have a workout in the morning. I mm-hmm. um, I'm not sacrificing that for you or anybody else, except for." Bay or mom, um, so yeah. I think consistency in working out, very specifically in working out and um, doing those things that I want to do.
0: Yes, I would definitely agree with you on that. I that's one of the things that I admire about you. I don't think I actually ever said that to you, but now I'm saying it to you now.
1: <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, all
0: right um so remember if you um have any questions for us even fun questions like these you can email us at headbosspodcast at gmail.com and we'll be right back
1: And several bitches, um, and I'm gonna do all that I wanna do. So, right, well, you better be, be uh, fast. Why are you interrupting my time? Thank you. So, I'll start off with the bitches because it's nice to end on the boss. Um, so, these will probably be quite brief because I don't have a ton to say about them. One is to um, the people who I think they're trolls, I don't know, on the internet who are putting out these fake stories about Black Panther and the attacks that. Um, have you seen this? It'll be in the show notes. Um, the most recent one I read was from Huff Post. Um, They're on uh, several different like uh, websites and articles that trolls or people, I don't quite know, um, are putting, um, and I'm going to take a leap and say that they are white people that are doing this because the quote unquote victims in these stories are all white folks. Okay. Um, and they're putting out fake stories and like these visuals that like, I tried to go to a Black Panther uh, screening, and like several black people beat me up and said, "This isn't for you, whitey." Um, end quote. Um, and then people are putting—they're like reverse engineering the Google image and putting it into Google Images and seeing that the photo is from like some actual tragedy of something that happened, and that these are like fake stories that are coming out of people saying this because the stories all sound the same. Right. Like, i was trying to go and they said it's not for you whitey or this screening isn't for you and then they got bust upside the head with all of this and so uh to those folks who either are running this troll stuff or think they're putting this out to try to demonize um a really great movie because i just saw it um and it was phenomenal and i'm not into comic book stuff at all but how could you not um watch black panther um, so it's just, it's disappointing and bitch to those folks who are doing that. Cause it doesn't make any sense. Like I literally, it has been like Wakanda nation in all the pictures that you have seen and people that you, you, um, read about, or you talk to, um, this lady in the theater that I was in had on her, like, uh, Wakanda outfit and I was like, I'm here for it. So yeah, bitch to all the people who are doing that. Cause it's just, it's so stupid. Like, I don't have another word to say besides it's so stupid. And why are you trying to make up something and trying to um, perpetuate this false narrative that you're putting out there about how um, Black folks are? We ain't worried about, like, anybody else. We're trying to watch a movie. Uh, finally, one that represents us, that we are all in. And we are the focal point. Hello. Um, so bitch to that. Um, second bitch to, and I, uh, again, I won't go uh, deep into this, but um the kids it's he's not a kid this is a grown person um his name is nicholas cruz um he was the murderer that killed all of those students at um was it parkland high school in florida um who is um has ties and very clear connection there's no question about his connection to um terrorist white supremacist organizations they actually claimed him and said they Spent money, 10,000 some odd dollars to teach him how to do X, Y, and Z. Um, I think to shoot the guns or the AR-15s. And so bitch to him for um, not valuing valuing human lives. So I, I don't have a ton to say about that. Um, it's really frustrating that, again, there's all these things that are like, all of a sudden he's got a mental health thing. And then all of a sudden like people are like, well, we put out a, a, a call for him to be Um, investigated whatever before and then whatever law enforcement didn't follow through with that so enough um so i'm gonna roll into the head bosses um head boss kind of on a similar vein but different i just read a story this morning and i'll make sure that we try to get the show notes in there the there was a grandmother in the state of washington who turned in her grandson because she was like i was just going through his room and i saw in his his um guitar case that he had a um a semi-automatic weapon, and I read through some of his journals, and um, I'm turning him in because it, it looks like he's trying to plan some sort of a school shooting in the state of Washington. Wow. So, boss to grandma for going and doing what she had to do. Um, Is
0: she a primary uh, caretaker.
1: Um, the the story was like only a few minutes long. It was a video um, from uh, good, um, uh, ABC Seven, the ABC News um, in the area. So I don't know if she was a caretaker or not, but apparently he was living under her roof mm-hmm. and she was like, we'll have none of this. I won't be associated with any, any shenanigans. So wow. go ahead and take them away. Um, so thanks, thanks for her to like getting up in the kid's business. Mm-hmm. This adult, excuse me, this person wasn't an underage person. Um, for getting up in their business and handling stuff in your, her own house. Wow. Um, let's see, head boss two, um, loyal listener of the show, Dennis. He's a friend of mine. He has been killing the workout game based on his like personal um, social media. And I believe that he listens to the show. So shout out to Dennis. You'll know who you are. Shout out to Dennis. Killing it with your workouts and going strong and like being accountable. Um, So super proud of him for his work with that. Um, Shout out to Dr. Joy Bradford. I know we've talked about the therapy for black girls podcast. Um, and she has a podcast, it's really good, and it's super like sensible. And just shout out to her for putting out resources for um, folks of color, primarily black folks in the country and being willing to advertise the resources that are out there um, in terms of mental health um, so support and services. So I think the work that she does is under um, underappreciated, um, but it's so valuable. So shout out to her um shout out to black panther we're not going to talk about it because um we're probably going to do a shorter episode on it but i have all sorts of notes this is the first time i've ever taken pictures in the theater of the screen (laughs) um i'm so ready to do the like hand motion thing so shout out to black panther i'm not into comic books marvel dc whatever i know it's a marvel thing um but that movie was everything and I can't, I, I can't get into it, but head boss, it will probably be my head boss for several episodes. I'm gonna...
0: <laughs> right. And my head boss for the week is right? week in a row.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then head boss too. I'm getting ready to do some work with a company called Scribd, I um, I can't fully really talk about it right now. Um, But I'm super excited to do some work there. They're kind of like Audible, but better, because they gave me a subscription for free. So they're better. They have audiobooks and magazines and articles. Um, It's a monthly subscription um, where you can read or listen to books. But shout out to them for um, doing some things around Black History Month. So that's cool. A friend of mine works there. So um, shout out to that organization for paying attention to what's going on in the country. and I'm done.
0: Great! Thanks for taking up all my airtime.
1: You're welcome. Um,
0: so no, I'm gonna keep mine really short. Uh, they're mainly pop cultural things. They're actually TV shows. So a uh, uh, head boss to um, the five guys that are starring on the reboot of Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, um, but it's not called for the Straight Guy anymore. It's just called Queer Eye. And I've watched about four out of the ten episodes of the new season and. Um, if you've never seen Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, it was a show on Bravo in 2003, and I think it lasted eight years, and it was about uh, these five guys. One, um, would, uh, one's an expert in food and wine. Another one is an expert in grooming, uh, interior designer. Uh, there's a life coach, and then the fifth person is uh, the stylist, So they kind of take their expert areas and transform the person. But what I love, love, love about this new reboot is that being gay is not what it is, was not as taboo as it was in 2003. And so what they're doing with these people is they're really changing their lives, like changing families, improving them. Um, And it's all about what's on the inside. So it's such a great show. It makes you cry every single episode. So, um... And even in one of the episodes, they uh, helped a gay guy come out. So it's Yay. not all straight men that they uh, help out.
1: Nice.
0: And then um, my other boss goes to, and I've given him a boss before, but Ryan Murphy, um, have you been watching the Versace, the assassin, assassination of Versace?
1: No idea what you're talking about, no.
0: Okay, so it's, um, he has this TV series called American Crime Story. So first season was O.J. Simpson versus or the people versus O.J. Simpson. And so the second season is about Versace. Um, it's, a, it's almost over. It's a very short-lived series. It's only gonna be eight episodes long, I believe. Um, and I think they're on episode five. And it is incredible. It's amazing acting. Penelope Cruz plays Donatella, and I think it's a really good um, impersonation. I think the, the guy that plays Versace is awesome. And I also just love how transparent it is about his, you know, we, we know that Versace had, you know, a mansion and he had all these boys that he would sleep with and whatnot. Um, and they're very unapologetic about that on primetime television. So go ahead, watch it. It's good TV. Um, so yeah, that's all I have.
1: I watched the OJ one and loved it. So yeah.
0: it's, it's, um, it's not, I mean, it's on par. The writing is as is on par with the first season.
1: Okay. That's good to hear.
0: All right. So that wraps up our episode for the week. Uh, remember to um, connect with us on all our social media. We're on Facebook and Twitter. Email us your questions at headbosspodcast@gmail.com at com, And um, listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts. We're on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Google Play. And also remember to leave us reviews. We want to know how we're doing. All right, uh, peace out, folks. We'll see you in a couple weeks.
1: Peace. thus the thus On the biggest that you thus far.